0: Welcome to All The Things TV video podcast with me, Tiffany Jo Baker, where we help you grip God's grace, use your gifts, and get your goals, even in your mess and mission. This is our Unstuck and Unstoppable Season 3 series, where we talk about the stories, strategies, and steps we need to break through the stuff that is holding us back and move forward in all the things God has called and created us to do. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to All The Things TV with Tiffany Jo Baker. I have a question for you, and I can guess the answer. But have you ever let insecurities or self-doubt keep you from doing what God has called and created you to do? Maybe it was writing a book, or maybe it was starting that ministry business, or maybe if it's either even, talking to that person that you just feel like you're supposed to talk to There's so many ways that we can be held back by your inner self critic. And today I'm here with
1: Amy Debrek. I should have asked you, how do I say your last name? That's okay. It's Debrek. It looks way fancier, Tiffany, than it is. It does look so fancy. <laughs> Debrick. Okay. Well, I'm here with Amy Debrick and we were just talking
0: offline and that was one of the questions I didn't get to, but I am super excited to have her here today because she's going to share with us the six ways to stop being insecure. Mm. Y'all, it's a biggie. It's one that we need as women with a Y. It's one that we need to be able to show our children well as they're growing up in today's age. So Amy, thank you so much for joining me here today.
1: Thank you. This is so fun, Tiffany. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So one of the questions I love to ask my guests is how other people
0: mm. would introduce you. And we're new to getting to each, uh, to know each other. But if I were to ask your husband, what would your husband say about mm. you?
1: Um, I think he would probably say that I normally think about other people. That's, oh, that's more that of my my more of my personality is to maybe because we've had four kids, Tiffany, and that's just oh, where your yes. mind goes. But typically that's more of my wheelhouse. I like doing things mm-hmm. for other people. That's just my personality is when I'm wired um, with our friends or family. And so I, I think that's what he might say. He would also say that he would call me a one course wonder because I I did. My mom always, you know i came from an italian household with many many sides to, to a main course and i have not um done that so um yeah it's kind of a running joke in our house too
0: oh my goodness we could so hang you could bring your one thing i could bring my one thing
1: <laughs> and we would be good all right just put it all together right tiffany i mean and there it we go still serves a, the purpose
0: a two-course meal it would be perfect
1: yeah. so four kids okay so
0: what would your kids say about you how would they introduce you
1: Um, they'd probably say, I actually tried to ask them. I'm like, what would you say? So the first funny part they would say is they never understood it why I made them clean before we went on vacation. Mm. So they would say that first, but, um, but they say that, um, I'm pretty generous. Um, so I really appreciated hearing that, um, you know, from your kids, you, you never feel like, well, at some points you feel like they're never totally appreciative to what you're doing. So it was nice to hear that they're actually recognized some things with that. So I guess that's what they would say.
0: I love that. And I love that you asked them and they kind of filled you in on yeah. what they would say. Um, so so you wrote a book with one of your daughters. Is that right? It's emboldened.
1: Tell, yes. tell me a
0: little bit about that book and, and how it led to us being here today.
1: Sure. So, um, you know, I was already doing podcasting, and um, I had already started my blog writing. And then I had already actually completed a manuscript that I was going to pitch out. And my daughter was about, a, my oldest daughter was a sophomore in college at the time. And she was kind of running into the same common hiccups I felt like that, you know, everybody that age when you're early adulthood can run into. And it was fueled by a lot of insecurities. And a lot of fears. And so I initially was trying to just find a resource for her to have at Mm -hmm. college. And I just could not find anything. All I could find were either full-blown devotionals or or Bible studies. And I kind of just wanted something in between. I wanted her to be able to because she and I are both introverts, so I could relate to that, you know, the hard part of somebody not feeling comfortable to even do something that seems basic to more of an extroverted personality, you know, putting yourself in a situation or meeting up with people that you don't really know all that well or whatever the case was. And so I wanted to just have something where she could maybe build a little bit of that confidence Mm -hmm. um, and lose some of those insecurities on her own um, by doing some scripture and, but it wasn't, it wouldn't have to be all that it would would require her to do some intentional digging as well. Mm -hmm. And so that's where embolden was really birthed out of. We did it together. We came up with four, uh, topics. It was interesting also, Tiffany, because I asked her, you know, what are the four, topics right now that you Mm -hmm. feel like are hard for this age group. And, you know, we went over fearless and temptation and, um, growth and kindness. And it was funny when we were creating it together. I was like, okay, these don't really age out. Like her fears Mm -hmm. were different than my fears. Her temptations were different than my temptations, but they really don't age out. So I thought, you know, maybe we're onto something here. And so that's, that's where it came from.
0: Oh, I love that. So we have um, a freshman in college mm-hmm. as well. And so um, and, a, and a junior in high school. And I just got to go back with and have a weekend with my best friend from junior high. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the differences between our childhood yeah. and our kids childhood. And so I think you and your daughter and your book in Bolden have really hit on some core messages, some core truths, some core needs for every generation. And so we're going to really focus on, I know that you have a lot more, but we're going to narrow it down for the sake of this short podcast episode, sure. six ways to help us to get over our insecurity and stop being insecure. I, I looked up something and, and found that the mental health profession has said that at some point in life, 13% of Americans will cross the line into mm. social anxiety disorder. Sure. And that's as we take the insecurity to where it's debilitating. Right. It's not just stopping us once or twice, but it's really keeping us stuck. So right. you told us a little bit about how you got into this. You know, let's just jump in. What are some of those those practical ways and I know you can't you you are so good to to categorize them in the different ways, like physical and emotional, social, the different areas that we can practically overcome our insecurity. But go ahead, let's dive in. Uh, share with us some of those those six ways that we can deal with insecurities.
1: Well, I think the first, and I always say this, and I, I say it to my kids all the time, is to really get to the root of what the fear is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times we have fears, and then they snowball, and next thing you know, we're fearful of like. 10 things, but really it's, it's one thing, whether it's whether this one area in our life, it was a rejection from somebody in the past, or if it's just something that we're, um, it's more of a risk that we're just uncertain of or whatever the case is. I feel like it's really important. And I, I was just talking to a gentleman earlier in a different interview. And we were, I was saying how for the amount of time, and it's so interesting to me that we take and and I'm in this category as well of scrolling and, and all these other things that we do, we really don't take a lot of intentional time for ourselves to really, okay, address some of these issues that are really barriers for us in our confidence and um, in our self-esteem. And so it's just so important, I think, to just take those moments and start peeling the layers back and finding out where, where is this actually coming from? Mm-hmm. Because I really think until you get to that point, it's hard to really navigate. You're kind of moving around it, but yes. it keeps resurfacing.
0: Oh, we are so on the same page because getting to the root of anything. You know, yeah. we, we try to slap a Band-Aid on so many things and and we're onions. And if yeah. you really peel the onion layer down to the, to the root, like say, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a whole lot of tricks, but if you can get that one thing Sure. And start that core wound on like whether it's the rejection or, or the whatever the, the main fear is. we yeah. can just keep playing that and it will start to manifest in different ways. But really, if you get down to the root, my my youngest daughter, we're looking at some iron deficiencies. Mm-hmm. And so the doctor's been great, but it's like, hey, let's do IV injections and things like that i'm like i want to get to the root like i need right. i want let's do i need more testing mm-hmm. i need my functional nutritionist to look at all of it like i don't want her to be on iron pills for the rest of her life if that's right. what she has to do that's fine right but let's first peel it away and let's really get down to the basics and not just put uh an easy fix on it sure and let's get to what is really there so i love that let's get to the root let's find out what that core fear or that core is anxiety- Um, insecurity is and then kind of dig from there.
1: Yeah, because I do think everything plays into your Mm self-esteem and having something like that is naturally just going to do that, like you said, because it'll just keep building. But another thing that I I really think is important and um, it's hard to do, especially I think more so for women, adult women, is learning to say no. So that's a big one. That's one that is, is very hard for me. I'm a people pleaser by nature. I um, sometimes will bite off more than I can chew simply because I have a hard time saying no, and then I will instantly regret it and do it in not a manner that is really, um, you know, good at all. You know what I mean? Like not in the way that I really should be doing it. Um, I don't have the, my heart isn't in it how it should be because I, I should have just politely said no. And it's a, and that's a tricky thing for, for women to be able to do that is to just You know, acknowledge that their own self limits in a good way. Like, okay, that's okay that I, you know, I can't do that tonight. Instead of a lot of times, I think we look at those as a weakness Mm -hmm. because we are capable and we can do a lot of things. Doesn't mean that we should do everything.
0: Yes. Oh, giving us the the empowering us to have a choice. Yeah. And taking away that FOMO, the fear of missing out yes. if you say no. And knowing that it's not you're so right. It's not a weakness. It's a strength. It's a strength. OK, also awesome. keep going.
1: Yeah. Um, And just to add to that, it's also I think a lot of times we have a fear of upsetting somebody else or letting somebody yeah. else down. But I think if we do it again in, a, in a, like, a loving and sincere way and say, I just don't have the time or or being just honest about it. It's not going to be received that way, but we're so fearful of all of those different components. I say different than men are. Men are a little bit more black and white. Yes. Um, I also say loving yourself. And when I mean loving yourself, I don't necessarily mean uh, a boatload of just self-affirmations. I'm this, I'm that, which I do think is important, but I I think we've skewed that a little bit in the last few years of what that really looks like or what it should look like. Um But when I say love yourself, I mean for, and I'll give you an example. Years ago, I was at the gym uh, with a good friend of mine and we had been going consistently. You know, this was a kind of a goal. We had a goal that we were working toward. And one day, you know, weeks or maybe months later, we walked in and our uh, trainer had said, had given uh, me a compliment and how she had noticed whatever the change was, whatever. And instead of just loving myself enough and believing in myself enough, even though I knew I did all the work and I was showing up consistently, I rejected the compliment with some self-deprecating remark. And um, and she was the first person though, and this is important because a lot of times people don't do this. So we'll self-deprecate and most people will just move on, right? Well, she didn't. And she called me out on it and she said, you know, not only is that an insult to all the effort that you put in to yourself Mm -hmm. and your self-care, but it's also an insult to me for the person who is acknowledging, you know, what you've been doing. And Mm -hmm. that really struck me. And so I thought, you know, we need to love ourselves more and really accept those compliments and just say thank you. Mm -hmm. It's it's so hard, right, to just say those Mm -hmm. two words without having to feel like we have to undermine them.
0: Yes, I think, you know, playing small has never helped anybody. Right. And again, you know, I go back to thinking, you know, when our kids are watching and we're and we've put in the work, they've seen us put in the work and then we downplay it. You know what that does to the work that they're doing and that they're walking out. And it's such such a good reminder and saying thank you isn't being arrogant. You know, we're, we're afraid of being arrogant or sure. coming across a certain way. And it's not, it's recognizing their compliment and the work that we've done. I, yeah. I like that. What a great trainer.
1: What a great trainer, right? Because yeah. I think most people, I mean, I've done that for years, Tiffany, and and yeah. people just laugh and, the, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of did me a favor because I really never even looked at it mm-hmm. from that perspective as well. It's like, not only am I rejecting my own work, but I'm rejecting something yes. that somebody's saying to me in a sincere way and how that really made her feel. Mm-hmm. So it was less about me and, you know, just in general, having that perspective.
0: So good. She was like a life coach slash trainer, yeah. trainer for life and yeah. trainer in the gym, she I like it. It,
1: but she was for sure. <laughs> so the next thing I would say um, is embrace the awkward. And I tell my kids this all the time and it took me years to do it. But I think if you can move ahead in those awkward spaces, and what I mean by that is, for example, so I am by nature an extremely private person until I started doing this life on purpose movement and writing for the masses and podcasting and all of that. I never shared anything, Tiffany. I was somebody who kept my vulnerabilities, my pain points, struggles very private. Did that serve me well? Absolutely not. And did that help anybody else that might be in those same, you know, moments that felt like maybe they could have used to hear I'm not alone. No, it didn't. And so I always tell my kids, regardless of the situation, you don't have to do what I'm doing, but even if it is to, you know, you're, you you want to join something and you don't have anybody necessarily to go with and you're hesitant, embrace that awkwardness. If you feel God is calling you yeah. to a certain place look at it as a sign of obedience. In other words, like if, you know, if my mother or father, when I was younger had said, you know, go to the store here, talk to this person, whatever. Well, of course it's awkward and embarrassing and the whole nine yards, but you do it because you know that you're doing it in obedience Mm -hmm. and you're doing it for a specific reason. And so if, if we could just shift our mindset on, to that, when we get to those places where we're going to like, you know, I think I'm just going to back out of here and, um, you know, just say, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it tonight. But if we could just embrace that awkwardness and look at it more as a sign of obedience to what God's mm-hmm. calling you, then I think we might be more apt to, you know, stop being insecure about it. And it does build your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You can't help it. Every time you show up, you're going to feel yes. a little bit better for the next thing that you have to show up for that you feel awkward in.
0: So true. And I had to, when God started leading me to do things, I was always concerned with the result Mm -hmm. of it. If I do this, then this is going to happen, or this isn't going to happen. Or what if this doesn't happen? Instead of focusing on the obedience. And, you know, when you, I know we've all heard this quote that says, you know, our responsibility is obedience. God's responsibility is the outcome. And when I switch that to where it's like, it's just that and like awkward, you can, you can get comfortable with awkward. Like if you, if you, if you operated the awkward long enough, it doesn't, it's like, yeah, I've been there. Awkward might be my middle name. It's okay. Like we just roll with it. And again, getting out of our minds and our spaces of how we think things are supposed to be, how we're supposed to look and um, embracing the awkward. That might should be your next book. Embrace
1: the. Yeah, awkward, right. Embracing awkward. the awkward. Um, yes. please I'm the queen of awkwardness. So. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, and I think you're right. I, I love that you kind of uh, mentioned that as well. Is that we're so worried about the outcome, yeah. and so I think if we're just doing what we're supposed to be doing, we need to let go of what the outcome is. Yes. God already knows what the outcome is going to be. It's just right. we we just need to be obedient to what He's asking us to do. Our part in the bigger picture. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So good. All right. How many more do we have? So I think we're on the last one, okay. right? Okay. So I, and my last one is well, maybe not. I'm not sure. That's um, okay. I said I have challenge your thoughts. So you know that's another big one as mm-hmm. women. I always, obviously, I'm speaking of women because that's my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, to challenge your thoughts, you know, we are. I have a running joke with one of my friends. Um, and every once in a while, I'll see this meme pop up, and it says, "Hold on, let me overthink about it." you know, we have a tendency to have, you know, great intentions, great ideas, and uh, ready to do this. And then all of a sudden, we get in our own head. And so it's really important that we kind of challenge those negative thoughts, and stop, you know, disqualifying us from places that we know we belong, and that we know we should be. And there's, you know, there's easy ways to do that just by flipping our self talk, which I know we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. in a little bit. But it's really important to to really challenge those and say, OK, what, what, what is this getting in my head? And that kind of goes back to getting to the root mm-hmm. because normally it's those triggers. It's, it's also when you're challenging your thoughts, it's really important, I say, to be self-aware. And the self-awareness piece is knowing your triggers. What's making me now question something that I was very confident in five minutes ago? Now I'm very insecure about because so there's normally good. something to that.
0: So good and so true. And I love how you flipped it back and went full circle. Um, I, I, I've said before, so y'all have heard that on average, we think 12 to 60,000 thoughts a day.
1: Mm.
0: And I think it was, let me see, the Na- National Science Foundation has found that 80% of normal thoughts are negative. Mm. And so that negative self-talk and Challenging our thoughts is huge. Like if we could get victory in that one area. Yeah, we, we wouldn't need the other four or five, six, because right. a lot of them are just stemming from our thought life. Right. Well, Amy, there's, so, I mean, we could talk about this like all day. There's so many things and, um, But is there one verse or scripture or anything in the Bible that you, that's related to this that you like to go back to? You
1: know, it's interesting. I, the one Bible verse that actually in it, there's so many, right, that could be relatable to this, but the one still for me is always be still and know that I am God. And Mm -hmm. the reason for that is because I am somebody who is wired a little bit more hyperactive, um, I'm on the, the high end of those thoughts that you were talking mm-hmm. about, Tiffany. That's <laughs> me. Um, because I'm, that's just the way I'm wired. And so, mm-hmm. for me to be able to take a pause mm-hmm. and let God take over and, and really practice what that verse is saying to be still and know that I am God yeah. is something that I need to be able to refuel my uh, feeling confident. And less insecure in building my self-esteem because then I'm counting on his word and not the world's words. Yes. And so that's huge in uh, self-esteem building for me is mm-hmm. to not worry about all the other noise and what everybody else is saying, but what is he saying? And how is that really, um, what is my identity in him and, and how much more confident I am when I'm clinging to that instead of seeking it somewhere else?
0: So good. Such a good verse. Well, y'all, I know that people are going to want more because we just skimmed and scratched the surface. So Amy, where are the best one or two places for people to find you? You have a podcast, you've written that book we've talked about, you have many more resources on your website, where can they find you online?
1: Sure. So if you are looking on social media, I'm mostly on Instagram, but I am on Facebook also. And my handle is just at um, Amy Debrick. And then um, if you want to access my website, I do have Lots of free resources on there. Um, I'm also launching a, a confidence course um, early, late May or early June. But I do have some coaching slots available still before that if anybody's interested. And then um, once you go on the website, you can see, you know, you can get the book where any anywhere where books are sold, but you can access everything on the website, which is amydebrick.com, Or if you can't remember that spelling, um, you can also get it through surrenderyourfear.com. And that will bring you right to the website and and show everything there, the podcast, and how you can link to all of that.
0: Wonderful. And y'all, Amy mentioned we're going to be hopping after this recording. We're going to be hopping over to Instagram and do a live, and she's going to share the the three ways to turn your I can'ts into I can's. So um, I'm like you, Amy. I I tell people I love Instagram. I like Facebook. <laughs> so um, if you uh, want to hear more from Amy check us out. We'll be having that recording over on Instagram as well. Well, thank you, Amy. This has been wonderful. I so appreciate you sharing just a a nugget of the things that you're learning and what you're coaching. So I hope we I hope we meet again.
1: Yeah, thank you. It was great. I appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Well, y'all, I will see you next time for all the things TV as we help you fuel and faith your journey. See y'all next time. Well, friends, thank you for joining us today on All The Things TV video podcasts. If you enjoyed our time together and are taking away a nugget that has inspired your soul and success, would you share this episode with a loved one who could use it too? And if you haven't already, take a moment to rate and review the podcast and help me spread soul care and dream care. Until next time, I'm Tiffany Jo Baker, a three-time surrogate and strategizer who loves to help you birth your God-given dreams. Now go do all the things you've been called and created to do with the grace and gifts God has given you.